Welcome to Two Lads One Podcast. What up, people? This is Khalid, or you can also call me the Six Five Guy, the Warake Warrior, Sharpest Shooters, or the Real Odubu. You can call me Fai, Justifying, Unfiltered, Uncensored, Real Talk. Two friends talking shop. We have politically incorrect conversations and just get into the deep stuff. So take a seat, strap yourselves in, and get ready for a wild ride, motherfuckers. What up, bro? How's it going? What's, What's going happening? on? What's happening, man? How's, how's the week yeah. been? What have you been up to? I'm sure you've been as stressed as I am. Work been bro, kicking your ass. It's been another long week, man. Another long week, but... What can we do, man? I just feel like every day is just blurring together. One week to the next. I just feel like you're caught up in a routine. Yeah. Trying the, to survive, trying to the eat. Days, the days are merging. Like some, I thought today was Saturday. Yesterday, I thought today, yesterday was Friday. Today was Saturday. All the days are just merging into one. It's just day after day. Walking, this is this is not what they promised us. So when when I was growing up, and I thought the adults had so much freedom, the adults had the money. The adults could buy any sweets and treats they wanted. <laughs> or more, the scam. Or... Well, you know what I would say is, our parents and that generation they had it easier, sure. No, for sure, for sure. They, they had it easier. They had it easier. I'll go to school with forty naira. For coffee, <laughs> drinks and come back with change. What are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. You know, well, what can we do? We keep pushing, man. We're not gonna stay at home and be lazy and do nothing and just no, nah, never that. And just vibe, you know. <laughs> We're not doing that, but yeah, my week too. My week's been hectic, but luckily I have a nice break till Monday. No mm, work good. this weekend. I'm just gonna lay on my couch and watch football. It's necessary, man. Just, I, I really need this, man. It's, it's been hectic. But hey, anyway. So this week, there's nothing else to pretty much start this podcast about the Oprah and Me- uh, Megan and royalty Harry. I'm gonna the let scandal you, of the century. I'm going to let you start off because I have a feeling we have very different views on this particular scandal. Bro, are you are you sure you want me to start off? I think it's best you start off because you're going to offend a lot of people and that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> so I think it's best you start off on your ruffle feathers. So, okay. what's your view on it? Um, well, I'm definitely going to ruffle feathers because... When the whole scandal erupted, I could see just by looking at the timeline and just, you know, observing the general energy out there Mm. that, you know, the average Nigerian especially is very pro-Megan, you know, you go girl, royal family, mixed race, black girl magic, all that stuff, all those slogans Mm. and stuff. And me, firstly, I just want to say that I'm probably one of the few people that dislikes everybody in this story. (laughs) I don't like any of them, to be honest. I've always found the obsession with the British royal family to be incredibly stupid. 
I found it to be very, very, very weird that very people on all day and be critiquing and scrutinizing what these bunch of <laughs> let me let me stop there. What what these people are up to? Um, mm. So I mean, if I should let me start with start by saying that um, in terms of the British royal family, I just I generally just hate the idea of monarchy. I, I, yes. To me, I see them the same as as uh, Nigerian pastors, like you're human beings who shit, eat, and fuck like the rest of us. Why should I be fawning over you? Especially when it's not like you're a Jay-Z or something. You're an incredible rapper and entrepreneur, and that's why you're famous. You're famous because you were born into this family. You've not done yes. anything. God save the like, queen. Like you've, not, you've not achieved jack shit. Why should I care about what it is that you're doing, you know, how it is you're crossing your leg and all that garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just to start with that. And then I will also say that it is absolutely true that the media, and by the media, let's be let's be more specific, the Sun and the Daily Mail, most especially, have been mm-hmm. vicious towards Megan, Megan, what's her name, Marco Abi. You're gonna say yeah. Meg the Stallion, but carry on. <laughs> Bro, I was gonna say Meg the Stallion. <laughs> um, they've been absolutely vicious to like so weirdly obsessed with her, so you know, wanting to critique every single thing she does, the color of of dress she's wearing, you know, the, the people she chooses to have singing at her wedding. Like it's it's very, very it's been very, very toxic. And living in England for so long. You know, I would be I would be naive and dishonest if I didn't say that some of it, not all of it. People who are saying it's all of it are also being dishonest, but some of it is absolutely attributed to to racism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you and I we went to we went to a school that was you know historically very very English, and if you remember. There was a time in our early years when a black girl was made head girl mm. and reported that one of the parents, one of the mothers of, of a guy in, who went to our school, who was in our house, said mm-hmm. that why are they making a black girl head girl, that this is a disgrace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it wouldn't, it, like, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, but again, we're dealing with flawed human beings. So... You know, when you think about what the monarchy is, what the British royal family is historically, like it's elites, it's the it's traditionally English, you know, pure blood to the point where, you know, they were even marrying themselves in earlier centuries. And it all come from this thick German European bloodline. So mm-hmm. the idea of now having someone who is not English, mm. who is American, who is who is a divorcee. Mm-hmm. It's mixed race. Oh my God! Black my, in there. Like what nigger. The what the hell are they, in there? What niggardry is happening to our fine institutions? Mm-hmm. Right. So definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, some of the criticism she's received has been horrible, and you know, some of it can be attributed to that that old that old school racism, if, if you mm-hmm. put it that way. Yeah, old school. She's that light light-hearted. Light-hearted yeah, the, you know, that light-hearted banter of you, mm-hmm. you, you Africans and all that, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So have that, put that to one side, and then you come to Meghan and Harry, and mm-hmm. I don't like them at all. Okay, I don't like I don't like either of them at all, at all, at all. Starting with starting with Meghan, mm-hmm. 
Megan is someone who, obviously, I don't follow them closely, but based off what I read, based off um, the parts of the Oprah interview that I watched, mm. she strikes me as someone who is incredibly selfish and self-absorbed. And I'll mm. tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you. Um, some of the complaints that she had about being in the royal family, to me, were incredibly childish. She said things like, you know, it was such a tough ordeal that she was that, you know, she she didn't realize that she was expected to learn the British national anthem. And she didn't realize that, you know, that so much of her voice would be silenced and she wouldn't be allowed to speak. And so, so many things that she would traditionally be able to do would now be closely watched and policed. And, you know, she felt like she was being trapped. Yo. Do you did you not research before you married this guy? Do you not know the conventions and the traditions that the royals are supposed to uphold? Why are you acting like you're a naive babe in the woods who was just so ignorant, who just, oh, I just fell in love. I didn't really know what was happening. I didn't know that I was expected to curtsy before the queen in private. I didn't know that I couldn't comment on Donald Trump and the US election. Yes, no, you can't do any of those things because this this might come as a shock to many people, but being in the royal family, you're there to play a role. Yeah. You're there to be seen and not heard primarily. You're there because of what you represent, not because of your beautiful individual personality. The royal family in England is like a respected institution by most English people because they see it as the only form of continuity and tradition. You know, everything else is changing. You have different kinds of governments. You have sometimes when the economy is shit. You have sometimes when people are going through recession. You have sometimes when COVID is destroying lives and families. You know, the royal family, when they look at their royal family, they think about, you know, overcoming challenges of World War II. You know, mm-hmm. defeating Hitler. That's what the Queen represents to them. They think about, you know, the Cold War surviving when England was going through you know, economic decline in the 1970s and they didn't even know if they were going to survive as a country. So they see the royal family as a source of continuity, a source of tradition that stretches back thousands of years. Yeah. So you're coming into their royal family and you're saying, fuck your tradition. I don't care how you've been doing things before. I'm going to speak on what I want to speak on. I'm going to do things how I want because I'm an independent woman. Mm-hmm. You married into the wrong family for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You married mm-hmm. into the wrong, wrong family. And you are attempting to overturn their traditions and speak on things that royals are not meant to normally speak on and you know, quarrel with the in-house staff at, the, at Buckingham Palace or wherever. That is not going to endear you to the press. That's not going to going to endear you to to the people in the family, right? So, mm-hmm. it's, and, and I, I read up on um, the lady that Harry used to date before um, dating Meghan. Um, mm-hmm. Funny enough, she went to our old school store. Um, For real? Yeah, she went to old school. <laughs> you know, store. We no, no, no. Much, oh. much earlier. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, because I remember um, when Harry and Meghan were getting married, so many people were so excited, saying stuff like, oh, that because uh, the ex actually attended the wedding, and people were like, oh, yes. look at you. Oh, look what you missed out on. Look at all this pageantry, this glitz and glamour. You must feel like an idiot. 
a few days ago, I went to Google why her and Harry broke up because I, I kept seeing it being referenced on my timeline. And I found out that this girl ended things with Harry or a big reason why they split up was because she said that his life and her life didn't align. And by that, she meant the amount of scrutiny, the lack of privacy, the idea that the press is going to monitor your every move. They're going to dissect everything you're doing. She said that that life wasn't for her. And I thought that was like such a mature thing to do. It's so oh, you know, I'm going to be a princess. I'm going to be fawned over and stuff like that. She saw that and she was like, nah, like I value my privacy. I don't want that for myself. I, I can't handle Excuse me. I can't handle that. Right. And Megan strikes me as a kind of person because clearly she's someone who wants to be outspoken, who wants to do things her own way. Mm-hmm. She strikes me as a kind of person who should have made that kind of decision. Mm-hmm. It's marrying into the royal family is not like marrying the, the local guy who works at the pub. They're very, very different rules. Unfortunately, you can't just say you're marrying for love. There are way too many that come with it. The family means too much to too many people. Mm-hmm. For you, it's only about you. If you're thinking like that, then you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there went out some things she said in the interview that just struck me as being kind of manipulative, man. Like when she said, when she said that, oh, um, it was that Harry told her about someone in the royal family saying, expressing concerns about the the complexion of their son, you know, whether or not he would be dark or whatever, whatever the case may be. And then Oprah asks, asks her directly, who said that? And then she goes, oh, I wouldn't want to say it would speak mm-hmm. by By doing that, what she did in that, in that moment was to destroy the reputations of everybody. Because if you don't specify who it was, it could be like an irrelevant uncle who they don't even know his name. Everybody will be scrutinized. Everybody will be scrutinized. Mm -hmm. Now that everybody's a suspect, the queen down. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was very, very manipulative and dishonest. Um, And then finally, coming to Harry himself. Um, I'm I'm not one of those people who says that, oh, you know, Meghan came and she changed Harry. She turned him away from his family. Look, <laughs> from the little that I know, Harry has always been a wild boy. As a nigger. <laughs> As a nigger. Harry was going to marry a black girl just to piss off some people. Come on, man. We've seen the videos of him collecting dirty wines at raves. <laughs> We've seen the pictures. We've seen all that so- <laughs> continue and then i'll get into it continue yeah yeah so like people should come off it harry's always been a rebel him going into the army at first there was a time that this guy this guy turned up at a costume party wearing a fucking nazi uniform mm-hmm. like this dude has always been a shit stirrer for lack of a better phrase mm-hmm. so like come off it he's a grown man he's making those decisions what i don't respect from him however um and I'm not one of those Nigerian guys, by the way, who says that, oh, if there's a dispute between your family, your immediate family or, and your wife, that you should always side with your family, like your parents. And st- I, I don't believe that. You know, I mm-hmm. think if, if someone is doing something wrong, you call them out on it, sure. But mm-hmm. there was something that struck me very, very wrong about Harry sitting there 
and letting his wife in front of, I don't know how many watch, people watched the interview, 18 million people, mm. essentially like rip apart the reputation of his family. There was something very uncomfortable to me about it. It just, it was weird, especially, especially when he's still professing to be loving towards his brother. And, you know, I love my brother. I love my grandma. I love my family, but I'm just going to sit there and, you know, cross my legs while my wife is essentially suggesting that this entire institution is riddled with racism and and they treated her horribly and even my brother's wife made my wife cry on her wedding over bridesmaid dresses mm-hmm. it just it was it was weird to me man it was it was something that i don't think any guy who who loves his family and who recognizes the importance that his family plays in terms of what they mean to British society. Anybody who cares about that wouldn't wouldn't have let that happen, in my own opinion. So, man, almost everybody is a villain in this whole story. The only person I like is the Queen, just because she's an OG and she, I feel like she's going to outlive us all. She's a fucking Terminator, man. <laughs> okay. Rock the fucking boat. I love it. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to start at the very beginning. You see... We're going to talk about Harry. Mm-hmm. The jump. I remember, I think we must have been 15, 16. We told our white friends, and when I say white, I mean white, white. I don't mm-hmm. mean white, white. We said, Harry's going to marry a black woman. Mm. People could say mixed race, whatever, however you want to put it. Going to marry mm. a black woman. They said, hell no, it will never happen. It was always going to happen because being an outsider looking in, he was always different. He always wanted to be normal. You could just see it. He was very much like his mom. Mm -hmm. In the sense where they had their own identity and they wanted to do their own thing. On one hand, you can say, "Well, that's very naive and selfish of you." You have the people say you've had the you had the privilege of being born into the royal family, and you should act accordingly. <laughs> I think that's easier said than done, unless until you're in that position. Mm-hmm. Um. So he now gets together with Megan, and from the jump, a lot of the things that are happening now, when we talk about racism, being involved in institution, the firm, the royal family. For me, none of this is a surprise. Mm. None of it at all, because like we've stated in our previous episodes, we know what tradition, what the traditional Brits are about. Mm -hmm. So the racism was always going to come with it, because like you said, you are tainting the pure blood. We are vampires here. (laughs) <laughs> you are tainting the pure blood with a nigger. Okay. Then we move on to the papers just being vicious. It was absolutely disgusting. The things I was reading, they were comparing um, William's wife's pregnancy remedy yeah versus megan's remedy with avocados that has to do with some immoral acts of some part of the world <laughs> blah 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 you know um 
and just the racial undertones, the subtle shade, ref- just little things. It was disgusting, but again, was it surprising? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So that all happens, and then you know, it is what it is. It somewhat becomes irrelevant or dies down because, hey, the wedding happened. It has passed. Cool. It now um, comes up again because we have this interview. And then, I'm not going to lie, I did not watch the whole interview. I watched bits of it just to get get an idea of the interview. And the first thing that struck me, which was very strange she said when i started dating when we started talking i didn't know who he is i didn't google his family because i didn't see the point i didn't think i don't believe that that's a goddamn lie i didn't think hey whether whether it's true or not this is what she said so we're gonna take i'm just gonna take what she said okay so you know she said she didn't google him she didn't do any of that whatever because we live on planet earth one of your friends would have told you hey by the way you know you're dating so so and so mm-hmm. but but which but which, anyway. which girl doesn't like to go snooping to find out who the who the man she's dating is even the girl from ojo elegba is doing it like she, she hopped on you, you gotta hop on the ground and be like who's this harry cat <laughs> who's this harry cat okay so she says that and if that is the case you know she proves to be very naive you know mm. you i like how you touched on she wanted to be outspoken she wanted to be a mm-hmm. woman she wanted to just you know be herself and not lose herself mm-hmm. and what i will say is we have to also look at two different cultures here mm. the typical american being very outspoken being mm-hmm. their own person and the englishman who is very selective yes. you know when he or she should speak whatever opinion they share and certain things and again we tie that particular trait to how their racism is compared to americans mm. they are very behind closed doors mm. and then whatever so she now is naive about this whole thing you want to be outspoken but if this is someone you you say you love you know you want to spend the rest of your life with whether you like it or not to a certain extent you have to adopt their culture you have to there is no getting away from i don't personally i don't like when people say no i want to be i still want to be myself i don't want to lose anything you can still be yourself however there is a line you can't cross if you choose like his ex did you know i can't accept this then you end it you walk away Mm -hmm. but okay that then happens you know and then what else did she say she talks about the them asking you know worried about how dark the child will be Mm. there i'm there are two ways i feel about this the first thing is i don't know we don't know the context of this conversation you're the first person to say that thank you 
I do not know the context of this conversation. I don't know how it was worded, what was, you know. There could be a whole discussion, and then this is the snippet that's taken off. But what I will say is, being black, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be, this shouldn't be a question directed towards me, knowing Mm. that I am black, because it will be taken a very different way. That's, yeah, this is just reality. Sorry, just so, just just a just a quick quick one. Um, apparently yeah. this this was said to Harry, and he relayed okay. it to Meghan. So it wasn't said to Meghan directly. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, mm. okay. It was said to Harry, then Harry told Meghan. Yeah, you know. So, as a black woman, you're gonna it's it's uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. why why would this be a? But again, we don't know the context. We don't know how, what was being said. But it's a very weird question. Mm-hmm. If anything, it should be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But again, it is what it is. Then we look at um, Megan talking about she stresses, which I liked. She stressed that the queen's the queen's fine. Mm. That's my girl. That, that's mm-hmm. my girl. You know the queen's fine. But the where she, what she had a problem with, which I can understand and sympathize with, is there were things being said in the newspaper that were clearly vile things directed at her. Mm-hmm. But the institution slash firm weren't doing anything about it, and instead lying to protect other people. Mm. So. That's hurtful. It is... You're, you're effectively helpless because you... Megan can't talk. She can't say anything. She can't come out and say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry can't say anything. You, um, Megan's friends were told by um, the royal family, if any reporter ever interviews you, you say no comments. Of course. It doesn't matter what it is. You say no comment. Again, understandably so. Mm-hmm. But me looking at look, looking at it from Megan's point of view is okay. I am being destroyed, crucified by these papers, and the institution, the firm, the royal family that have power. But the institution and firm is what she stressed have power to somewhat diffuse the situation. Are choosing not to. Yes, traditionally, um, the institutional firm don't really comment mm-hmm. on such matters. They just don't. It's like an unspoken robot. This time, they actually were making comments and passing information, but it wasn't to help Meghan and Harry. It was to ensure other people save face. Meanwhile, Meghan and Harry are getting the short end of the stick, which is the vile abuse. Mm-hmm. So... We go back to the interview and they talk about, you know, um, them leaving. Mm. And a lot of people spoke about, you know, it was an insult to the queen, blah, blah, blah. And Harry clarified it that, look, my grandma knew. It's a conversation we already had. This is nothing new. And they left. And while they left, Harry got cut off. Finances, gone. Mm-hmm. They pulled his security. It was actually Tyler Perry. 
that gave them security. Mm-hmm. And he stressed there, which I didn't really know how to take it. And he said, um, you know, security is the most important thing. And he wanted to ensure he wanted to ensure he could protect his family, his wife. So, you know, by streaming these documentaries and streaming these things, the money from there will be used for security. Do you believe that? It was, bro, it was very weird to hear. <laughs> That's the truth. It was very weird to hear. But okay. Again, weird to hear. So we then look at um, Harry from a very young age. I can understand why he chose to you could say walk out of the royal family but again from jump this nigga was never meant to, and i call him nigga it was he was he was never really down for the cause like you guys think he was he, like mm-hmm. he, he just wanted to be a regular guy so it wasn't hard for him he yeah. left and imagine a young boy see his mother well his mother gets killed at a young age and then he was effectively worried it was going to happen again to his wife. Mm. And put royal family aside, put everything media. As a man, your job is to protect your family. Mm-hmm. And he took that step and left. But he didn't just get up and leave. He spoke to certain people and everything was made clear. And, you know, he did what he had to do. And I'm, I respect that. I have no problem with that. It is what it is. Because how, as I said, the vile things that were being said were absolutely ridiculous. So sure. him, seeing his, him seeing his mother going through that, like, he didn't want it. He did not want that again, which is very understandable. He did not want history to repeat itself. Then you look here, you hear the... Um, they're talking about Archie. They're not going to give Archie a title. Mm-hmm. Off the jump, hearing that was very weird to me. But mm. I personally don't think it's that much of a big deal because you want to leave the royal family. Like, you don't want to be part of them. So getting a title shouldn't be, like, it shouldn't be a big deal. Like, if you're not getting yeah. you should be, like, it shouldn't matter. But what that leads to is him not having a title means he doesn't also get that protection, that security, which is, again, a problem. Because even though they do step away from the royal family, whether anyone likes it or not, they are still very important people and they need protection. That's just just reality. But, Mm -hmm. hey... That happened. So let's look at Harry closely because I like what you said in terms of him him sitting there and watching his wife effectively destroy his family. Mm-hmm. Effectively. Before mm-hmm. I go, the Harry said something where he didn't know he was trapped until. Megan came along. Mm. 
And sometimes that does happen. It takes an outsider to come in for you to really look at things and see things a different way. Because, hey, your royal family, you can't just do anything. But the funny thing, he says that. But this guy was still doing things. Yeah. (laughs) He was still... Bro, he wore a full-on Nazi uniform. So Mm -hmm. you felt trapped, but you were still living life. Yeah. But okay, understandably, you felt trapped. An outsider came in and broadened your horizons and whatnot. But then the whole thing about him, it's a tough one because I get they're a team. I absolutely understand it. But when I watched that interview, even though... Like you said, he was effectively trashing his family or watching his woman trash his family. They kept emphasizing it wasn't his family, royal family. It was more the institution and the firm. But you see, the thing is, as you can say that as many times as you want, but the reality is they are all tied into one. Absolutely. So I'm sure he didn't want to come across as him tarnishing his family. That's why they continuously emphasized institution, the firm, the newspapers, whatever. But sadly, this is what happens. They're going to be caught in the crossfires because you can't say the institution did this, this, and this, and... The royal family knew nothing about it. You can't. You can't mm-hmm. pick and choose. You can't. You can't no. have it both ways. You can't. It's it's impossible. The statement um, you did make, which I agree with, um, you made a statement saying we're worried about how dark the child will be, but I can't tell you who. Mm. It's a very dangerous statement. Come on, man. You you know you know what that does. You know it's what a, that does. It's, it's a very dangerous statement. It's a very dangerous statement because even though I believe this question should never have been asked. Mm. However, if you're going to make that statement, you have to be ready to say who it is. Because yes, they stressed yeah. it wasn't the queen. Lizzie's our girl. It wasn't mm-hmm. her. And it wasn't, who else did they say? It wasn't someone else. They stated it. I can't remember. So... People are now like, okay, then. So it was William, wasn't it? Exactly. Exactly. But then Harry comes out and is like, you know, that's my brother. I love him to death. He's been through everything. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, come on, man. Come on. It's, come it's, on. it's very... Look, if you were going to make that statement, I think it's best you just look, man. Boy, let's come out guns blazer. Fuck it. William said. Yeah. And what? If, if it hurt you so much that you thought it was relevant to bring up in this interview, then you have to go all the way. You can't, yes. you can't pussyfoot around the issue. Yes, because everyone is now like, you're now looking at everyone. You're scrutinizing everyone. You're okay, could it be you? Could it be you? Who's mm-hmm. racist? Who's that? Mm-hmm. It's, dang- it, it, it's dangerous. So, yeah, I wanted to touch on that point. And then, you see, I want to look at the monarchy. Mm. I can't believe in 2021 we still have such a thing. It's unreal. However, us living in England, 
we also understand why they have such because england is so deeply rooted with tradition they do not want to break tradition for crying that's why every sunday we have sunday roast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tra- tradition is huge it is so even though i think it needs to be done with the monarchy again i can understand it at the end of the day i'm not gonna truthfully tell another culture or another country what to do how to but i can only state my feelings on if that's what you guys want to roll with after all we have our own problems here in nigeria we don't have a monarchy but we have we have horrible problems (laughs) um so you see i have a feeling the monarchy they are they're battling with two things intergeneration collision intergeneration collision i'm talking about establishment tradition Mm -hmm. establishment progression Traditionally, like you said, the monarchy is strictly white, 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 incest white. Mm-hmm. We're, not break, we're not breaking this thing. And then trying to, versus trying to evolve, stay relevant. And you, and you can see eternally, oh, I'm sorry, internally, it's a battle. It's, it's tough. Because let's be honest, Bunch of them in there are racist. A bunch, of, a, bu- a bunch of in there, a bunch of them in there don't really want to say anything because they're caught in between both generations. Mm-hmm. A bunch of them are saying, "No, this is wrong. This is great. This is amazing." So that's what I mean by there is a, there's an internal fight, and it's it's. I don't know how it's ever going to change. I don't know if it will ever change because we've spoken about society, spoken about what the Brits are like. So I don't. But what, what I will really say on this topic and where I will leave it is this. None of this, absolutely none of it, is a surprise. No. Let's not be naive. Let's not act like... This is brand new. This was not going to happen. It's not a surprise. Of course, they're going to be against Megan. She is black. They do not want her blood to taint the royal family. It's as simple as that. What I do have a problem with is her acting brand new to this. Mm -hmm. It's her thinking, you know, I'm just going to come here. I live my life, do whatever, you know. But then again, there's certain, you know, there's certain times you could see she did try to fit in. Of course she did. She wanted to, you know, um, she did things with the queen. She did things with Kate. She did things. But the whole thing about her treating her staff really badly, hey, I do not know whether that's true or false. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some people have said it's true. Some people have come out and said that's complete rubbish. False. Mm-hmm. Never happened. So it all boils down to you see them, 
they really know what's going on. They really know internally who's right, who's wrong. But I can tell you this. They don't want a nigger anywhere near that royal family. I'm telling you this right now. Simple as that. They don't. And honestly, that's really it. Mm. That's how I feel on topic. I would, I would like just like to summarize and say, like I've said, it's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. I I respect because I never knew this about Harry's ex. I respect the ex for taking that approach. Mm-hmm. The papers are vile. Yep. The royal family institutional firm could have done a lot more to protect Meghan. They chose not to. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say this. They ran a full-on smear campaign against Megan. Did all that, covered up, protected whoever they needed to protect, even though it ensured Megan and Harry would look bad. But there is someone that assaulted people sexually, an oh, old yes. hag. Oh, yes. But not a damn thing has been done. So... This is what I say. What does that tell you? They care more about the color of her skin than they do a fucking criminal. Damn. That's the truth. So, this is my take on the Megan and Harry. But I tell you what. They secured fat bags from that interview. Oh yeah, I mean, they, I, I mean, they, I think they they were claiming that they're not making money from it, but come on, come on, come on, come on. Look, look, you see, they are not part of the royal family. Talk with your chest, man. It was a money grab. I don't knock you for it. <laughs> I don't knock you for it. It was a money grab. You need the money. They've cut you off. They've cut you off financially. You need the money. I get it. It's a money grab. Come on, man. <laughs> I was saying something like 20 M or something. Nigga. <laughs> That's money to go away and just chill. But you see, now they're away. Let them just, hopefully, because now they're a family, their kids involved. I really hope they can live to some capacity a normal life. I really do hope so because it's not just them anymore. Kids are involved and I don't want what Harry went through for their kids to go through again, you know. So that's that, man. Honestly, that's that. I don't yeah. really want to touch um, on anything. What I've said. Yeah, you know. I'll just say that um, this hope of, of them living a normal life. I think the dirty little secret is. I don't think they want a normal life. Mm. I I don't I don't buy for a second that they're signing deals with netflix and podcast uh, companies because they want to live a normal life these two absolutely adore the spotlights they love being the center of attention they want to be celebrities their publicists are leaking conveniently during the lockdown that so harry and megan snuck away to go and visit um children in an orphanage and give them toys and they thought no one would see oh come on man. come on we know how these, these celeb games work come on man i'm not a child like you like the celebrity you want the fanfare you want to be loved and adored what you don't like is the negative press but unfortunately 
if you are getting the press to cover you, the press is a beast you cannot control. You cannot yes. tell the press to only cover you positively. It's a myth. Yeah. yeah. It's not possible. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, this this whole idea of them of them uh, being cut off financially and mm. having to do this to survive for security. Harry Harry reportedly inherited like ten million dollars from no, his no, mother. Sorry, like, sorry. This, Wait, this one second. Dude one second, not... one second, bro. Sorry, I actually forgot to say that. I didn't want. Yes, he did say that. You know what is keeping him afloat is the money he inherited from his mother. Sorry, I did forget mm. that part. Yes, continue. Yeah. So, like, when when someone says that kind of thing, this is not an average run-of-the-mill family. This yeah, is not yeah. someone who I can relate with in any capacity. You, The money that you're claiming you need to, quote-unquote, survive, this is someone's lifetime earnings times four. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the house they live in? These people are not living like people who are cut off and are, and are you know, just getting no, by. Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry gave them a house, I think. They're living in Tyler Perry's. I don't know, something in Tyler Perry that hooked them up. Ah, right. But again, yeah. to be honest with you, that just proves my point. How many people have Tyler Perry's that can just give them mansions and, and say, Yo, you know, just hold this and be comfortable? Like, your story is not relatable to me. I don't feel sorry yeah. for you. I, I don't. No, I don't feel sorry for you. Like, I, I understand that, you know, they're going through struggles and the press absolutely can be vicious. And it's not something I can personally relate to that level of vicious mm -hmm. vicious scrutiny sure i i get that mm -hmm. i get that but this this idea of you being some persecuted little snowflake come on man come on nigeria is too hot Buari is waking up every day thinking of a new man hey my own is this let those kids grow up healthy with both parents hopefully you, man you know because there's something she did say there forget everything else happened she said you know at one point she um considered not living again yeah that's true actually yeah so people can say it was attention seeking she was never gonna do that but i'm sorry mental health is not something to play with yeah, I can't play with that. I can't tell you how someone reacted to something. Exactly. Exactly. Because we're reading things we don't honestly know deep down how she was feeling. I've seen people commit suicide for less. Let's be honest. So mm, I just hope her mental health, that that is the priority. Kids are healthy and they, they go from there. Because, yeah. But it all boils down to what I've said. None of this from Jump is a surprise. That's all. It's mm -mm. And hey, what do you like? That's our real, that's Bonnie and Clyde, right? They're riding. Harry's riding for his babe. That's a real G. Real G. Bro, you say that. I know I said I was done with it, but I just have to slip this in. Can you imagine, can you imagine the, the pandemonium if Harry and Meghan don't last? Oh, Can Jesus. you imagine, bro? Oh, bro, just think about oh, it. Oh, Jesus. And, and that's, that's what I was thinking about. Like, oh, I, Jesus. I, just, I was just looking at him, like, Harry, this better be worth it, bro. It better be worth oh, it. Oh, please. I don't because even want to think about that. Bro, imagine if they get divorced in like two, three years. 
the oh, press. I really hope. Oh, because Those I can, I, I, I can, I can see, I can see already how it's going to be worded. You know, yes. Meg, Megan said, you know, she couldn't do it, and they're really good friends, yep. and it was just yep. too much. And you know, he did, she didn't want to pull him away from his family. Blah blah blah. <laughs> this is, look, that's not going to happen. They're going to get all together. It's <laughs> going to grow. So, not what, word. what I was going to say? Imagine the next Jay Z Beyonce video. And then Harry and Megan drop a cameo in there. Oh God, and please don't cringing already. And, and what? Come on. <laughs> I'm cringing or and I know Beyonce seen, can do some shit like that. Haven't you seen that artwork where um it's it's a spin-off of the Jay-Z and Beyonce photo where the Mona Lisa is behind them? And then they're standing and someone replaced Jay-Z and Beyonce with Harry. <laughs> <laughs> with a chain and suit it look but hey all we can say is man take care of yourself guys because boy mm. but again like we always say racism is going nowhere let's stop acting brand new to it yep yep and the moral of the story if you if you start talking to someone i'm not saying you should go all detective on them but kind of know who you're dating just kind of know, you know, just, just, he might be a prince, a king, just have an idea and act appropriately. That's it, bro. And then from there, we go into another deep topic. Oh, for God. We, you know what? I'm on this table with you. We are going to destroy this table. Let's do it. You you know what? We're going to destroy all the tables in the restaurant right now. Let's do it. This is the topic. Surviving R. Kelly documentary. That occurred. The the Pied Piper himself, Mr. Chocolate Factory. That occurred. Okay. Can you listen to great music made by terrible people? Mm. I'll start. Take it away. So, R. Kelly, the hero, the legend, the myth. R. Kelly, disgusting human being, absolutely filthy, vile, one of the worst human beings on planet Earth. (laughs) Hideous, Mm -hmm. but makes fantastic music. You see, from a very, I don't want to say a very young age, but for for a while, I've always championed this notion. I separate the two. I fuck with someone's craft, someone's music, someone's arts. I do not subscribe to the person. They're mm-hmm. two different things. And a lot of people I've noticed are heavily invested. When they like someone, they literally invest themselves in their being. What they eat, what they do, their routine. Just very unhealthy. And it is crazy to me. Like, just, just because... I might like their music or I do like their music. doesn't mean I agree with their lifestyle. And we've said this before. A lot of our faves are terrible human beings. 
I don't know why that is. I think it just comes with the craft. I don't know. Because a lot of, for example, Bruno Mars was at his peak. Man was sniffing. He was sniffing that white one. Absolutely. Dusting his nose. You know. But when we look at R. Kelly, terrible human being. But do I still listen to R. Kelly? Do I still bump R. Kelly in my car? Absolutely. Wow. How could you? Do I? Bro, one of his best albums before he went away, it's, uh, it's called Black Panties. <laughs> the album's phenomenal. You see, people will be like, oh, you know. But he was pissing on people. He was doing all this. And it's the same way I felt about the... Um, Epstein show on Netflix. I don't know if you ever watched it. No, I didn't, but I know the story. Yes. A lot of these girls were not forced to do what they did. A lot of these girls were recruiting people for $200. But uh, Most of these victims are underage, though. You see, no, I'm not referring to the underage ones. There were girls, there were girls that were 18 and over. Okay. There were girls that were 18 and over. The underage disgusting, absolutely despicable. There were girls that were 18 and over that were recruiting. That yes. were his that were his soldiers. Going, soldiers. Going to school and recruiting. Absolutely, I'm not talking about underage. You don't know any better at that age. That's his being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted head, to clarify. Yes. Head manipulator. Disgusting. Vile. Burn. But I use FT an example because I go back to R. Kelly. And um a lot of these a lot of the things he did were disgusting. Horrible human being. Deserves to be in jail forever. But will I still bump his music? Yeah. All day. A lot of us were made to R. Kelly. A lot of us were conceived to R. Kelly. <laughs> A lot of us were. We look at another terrible human being, Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest artists to ever walk this earth. Nobody can tell me otherwise. Yep. Is he a terrible human being? Absolutely. Laid hands on a woman. Disgusting individual. Does despicable things up and down. But does he make great music? Yes, he does. So can so to answer so to answer that question. Can I bump? Can I listen? Um, so can you can you listen to great music made by terrible? Absolutely, because guess what? A bunch of our faves. Let's use even a more common example: Future. Oh yeah, terrible human being. Someone said he has never found a condom he likes. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I don't. I don't. I, I don't subscribe to all that. A lot of people are just too sensitive and too involved in a lot of these things. It's not that deep. It really isn't. And I won't lie, a lot of the artists I do listen to, I'm going to be very honest, I don't even know what their lives are like. I care not to know. I, yeah. I, can't, I can't tell you where Drake is now. I can't tell you what Drake is. I can't even tell you, you know, his, his baby mother's name. I, I can't. A lot of you guys live on the gram and do Nah, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my take on it. What about you? Oof. 
Yeah, our take is our take is largely the same on this one. So we're both about to break the table. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I just want to clarify, firstly, that because uh, I anticipate that many people listening will say things like, "That how can you compare?" R. Kelly to Future. Future is a dickhead. He's ir- irresponsible. He has many baby ma- mamas. Mm-hmm. R. Mm-hmm. Kelly is a criminal. He's a rapist. He's a manipulator. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. two different things. Mm-hmm. Two different things. So I can understand why someone might say, for example, oh, Bruno Mars taking coke. I'm not going to cancel him or whatever. You know, that's him. That's him. That's his business. Mm-hmm. And Future, he's doing that with with women who know what they're getting into, blah, 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 piece of shit or whatever. Yeah, you definitely cannot compare Future and R. Kelly. Um, yeah. One, yeah. One's a very disgusting person. One is just, uh, what do you call it? Someone that just produ- drops <laughs> seeds and runs away. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just to start with that, but I want to talk about... Um, the surviving R. Kelly documentary for a bit before I get into my equally hot take. Mm, okay. okay. Um, I watched about two or three episodes of it this week, finally. Um, and it's re- it's really, really good. Okay. I'd recommend it to, to everyone. Um, watch it. It's really interesting. It really gives you an insight into the kind of mind that R. Kelly was mm-hmm. or is. And it was also very disgusting and disturbing, but yeah, watch oh. it. And I, oh, I learned a few things. I learned a few things. Number one, I learned the extent to which R. Kelly abused underage girls. Some of the mm. things he did. Mm. It wasn't. It wasn't just eating ass of a fifteen-year-old. It was. It was much worse than that. Christ. R. Kelly, for example, would bring two, two girls, both maybe sixteen, seventeen. Um, bring them into his house, keep them in separate areas of his house where they were not allowed to see, they were not allowed to speak, they were not allowed to meet up. Hmm. He had like a house full of girls he was preying on, and they were all required to refer to him as daddy, number one. Number two, they couldn't speak, they couldn't look him in the eye, they couldn't address him unless he addressed them first. They were not allowed to share their opinions on anything. What on earth? If they wanted to eat, they had to ask daddy. And that request may or not may or may not be granted. If they wanted to go to the bathroom, they had to ask him. And he may or may not agree. What? Many times yes, it was it was that serious. It was that deep. He referred to this method of control as training. He said that he was training you. He would tell them that I'm training you. So this is not some guy who was either mentally disturbed or was, you know, just, I don't know, who fell into bad habits. He was very much aware of everything he was doing. And as part of this training, R. Kelly would routinely physically abuse these women, these girls. He would beat them up. He would slap them. He would tell them to shut the fuck up, you bitch. If they expressed themselves, if they disobeyed him, if they did anything on any day that he didn't happen to like. So it was like incredibly abusive, incredibly dark, incredibly controlling. So I understand if there's anybody that people say 
old is is someone who they can't look beyond they can't listen to his old stuff i understand when r kelly is the focus like mm-hmm. he was he's a very bad guy however you should you really should mm-hmm. however um i still don't agree that because he's a terrible person i can't listen to ignition anymore oh 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 Oh. I can't I can't get my groove on it with the old folk to step in the name of love. Mm, I believe I can fly. Oh, really? I, I can't remember my childhood and start singing I Believe I Can Fly? Space Jam? Uh-uh. I, really? I can't, oh, come on. So I, would, I understand the argument. So some people, some people say things like, oh, um, when, you, when you listen to Buy the Music of people who are terrible who have committed terrible crimes you're essentially funding that lifestyle mm-hmm. but number one number one r kelly's already in jail yes he's been caught i'm not funding shit. he's rotting in prison for his crimes and secondly even if he wasn't i i'm sorry but i'm able to separate the art from the person one thousand percent like ignition is just a phenomenal r&b song it's very well written the fact that the person who wrote it is a terrible person doesn't make the hook any less catchy agreed (laughs) what are we talking about it's art the song is phenomenal like r kelly as bad a person as he was he was an incredibly talented guy yes phenomenal writer phenomenal writer so when I hear R. Kelly songs come on, you know, because in Nigeria, R. Kelly's still, <laughs> people are bumping him heavy forever. Uh, Nigeria, did they cancel anybody? Who has time for that one? <laughs> now for your pockets. Telling you. So when I'm hearing R. Kelly songs, man, I sing right along because they're great songs. Mm-hmm. I'm not endorsing anything. I'm not excusing any behavior. I'm enjoying phenomenal music. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Like so many of our favorites have done some horrible things, and this ex- this is not this is not future baby mama things. Like if if you want to go back, if you want to really open up the can of worms, we can take it all the way back to fucking James Brown, mm. who you know one of the greatest artists slash performers performers in history. He reportedly used to beat the shit out of his wife. Yes, to beat the living hell out of her. Mm-hmm. I can Tina Turner. Oh, what Tina? <laughs> we want. Do we want to open the Pandora's box of Michael Jackson again? Exactly. Exactly. Because you, you know, some people have been have been trying to forget. But come on, are you are you telling me tomorrow if you found out if you found like bulletproof evidence that Michael was touching those kids? Are you telling me? that you can't watch the Thriller music video again and dance. That thing is not going to bring joy to your heart. How? How? Yeah. Yeah. Not possible. It's true. I'm not, I don't, look, we don't know any of these niggas. Thank you. I don't know them from anywhere. Thank you. Thank you. That's the truth. Do we want to do we want to bring it to the local Nigerian scene where so many of our artists are, are public cultists? 
Yahoo Boys, Killers, Hello yeah. Buccaneers, who they, who they Claire Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? True. It's true. Where Burner Boy reportedly funded um, some people to go and beat up Mr. 2K. Hmm. Exactly, like, exactly. By all indications, you know, based off what I what I know, he doesn't seem like a really good person. He seems like a pretty bad guy, but guess what? I fucking love his music. Fantastic music. Fantastic music. Yeah. So right. no. Like you don't be your music doesn't become less great because you're a terrible person. It, um, it doesn't. You really don't. We have, we have to we have to grow up. We can't Very we can't so. keep expecting people to be these perfect angels, or we can't even keep expecting people to necessarily be good human beings because mm-hmm. they're bad human beings in every profession, in every country. And some of them are going to be famous, some of them are going to be musicians, some will be actors. You can you might still love their work because they're talented as fuck. You see, I like what you said there. But what I'll even I'll add to it and say we should stop having expectations, period. Absolutely. Just listen to the fucking music. That's why when certain things come out by your faves, you guys lose your mind because you put them on this pedestal. They are terrible human beings that are just phenomenal artists. And I'll keep saying yep. it. I don't know whether it, it, it just comes together where terrible people are phenomenal at their craft. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But it just so happens to be that way. And, like somebody was telling me something about, you know, how they were talking about Burner Boy. And the person was saying, knocking the Burner Boy is a terrible human being, blah, blah, blah. This is this, that, that, that. And the person what? felt so strongly about it. The person responded, I like their music. Like, <laughs> I care not for what he or she does. I'm not that invested. No. It's, it's, it's not that deep. So when we talk about R. Kelly, definitely we know he's a he's horrible, horrible human being. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But is his music great? Absolutely. Will I listen to it? Absolutely. I would. Yes, I will. Like, I will. Without shame, without apology. I'll, I'll listen to it. I'm just, it's, just, it's just the way it is. And I say that because for me, it's just not that deep. It's not that mm-hmm. deep. <laughs> They're terrible human beings that make great music. That's all it is. It's literally surface level. That's all it is. You guys have expectations. You guys take them deeply. So when such comes out, you cancel everything. And hey, if you choose to do that, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You're allowed to cancel whoever you want to cancel. But don't think because you've canceled someone, you now place that same expectation on me to do what you've done. It doesn't work like that. I think that's very childish. Hell no. It doesn't work. I like who I like. Simple. Simple. I like who I like. That's it, it's the same. It. It's, the, right. it's, it's, it's the same way. A lot of you guys that call your pastor daddy, that pastor's a rapist, but you guys still follow them, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't call. I, I, it's the same that I don't. That's what it is. <laughs> so let's not, you know, act like hypocrites here. But yeah, man. Terrible human beings, phenomenal artists, phenomenal creators. It's the way the game goes. 
you guys, a lot of you ladies bump Cardi B, right? Cardi B told mm-hmm. you what she was doing. She was getting yeah. niggas, getting niggas robbed, stealing yeah. their cards and whatnot. She told you, yeah. you know. You, you, you made excuses for her, right? Uh-huh. You like her music, huh? Okay. Exactly. It's, it's just the same thing. The moment you stop looking at things so deeply and stop placing these expectations on human beings, because human beings are flawed. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people need to understand is a lot of people before they were anybody were criminals. Like, let's be real. Yeah. A lot of artists, a lot of rappers are criminals because they have to fund their studio time, they sold drugs. You can say, oh, but you yeah. know, they didn't do what R. Kelly did, but selling drugs is killing people. Like, it, is, it is killing people. Yes, it is. It's killing people. It is. So they're also terrible human beings, but do you still bump their music? Yes, you do. So. Honestly, that's really it. But I definitely, that's I definitely it, need man. to watch that uh, documentary, Survivor R. Kelly. The one you, oh, the one you, you really need to watch is the Epstein one. Again, I will, again, I will. a disgusting man, absolutely filthy. Mm-hmm. Him and uh, Max, what's what's the Gillan? What's the lady's name? Yeah, yeah. Te- I forgot. I don't have that ter- name to be honest. Terrible. I think she's lame or something. Yes, terrible, terrible <laughs> human beings. What stupid was speaking about royal family? One of the princes who were mm-hmm. involved. Absolutely, yes. What bro. did the media do there? <laughs> Kick that under the rug quickly. Yeah. So, like I said earlier, hey, underage girls. That's a no-no. Disgusting. But when you watch it, you also see there were girls 18, 19, 20 that were recruiting because yes. he gave them yes, yes, because yes. he gave them two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People can go... Ah, shit. That, yeah? Yes. Well, no, no, go yeah, ahead. Go yeah. ahead. I'll, I'll make my point up. Yeah, people can, always, people can always say, oh, yeah, it's terrible UMB. If you were to dealing with the girls, this is this. Forget the underage girls. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the girls that are 18. Because the moment you're 18, you're classified as an adult. You know what is going on. They could have walked away, but the $200 was... It was, it was nice. It was nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. That's so. What did you want to add? That's that's how I feel. On yeah, I, yeah. Um, that's another thing that came across very strongly when I was watching those episodes. Mm. There were definitely women who were not underage and were not underage when they met R. Kelly. Yes, and even when they spoke to him today, like you had psychologists come on and try to make excuses for them, saying you know they were overpowered by his star quality by his aura you know they were not they were not really they had taken leave of their senses this one that one listen Rubbish. some of those people that are kelly humiliated and you know debased people some of those women enjoyed the hell out of it yes forget to. yes forget yeah some of those women by women i mean those adult women mm-hmm. They knew everything R. Kelly was doing, and guess what? To them, it was part of the fucking appeal. Yes, that was the he fetish. He was dangerous. Yes, he was. He was risque. He was weird, and he was a goddamn R and B icon. Powerful. So they yeah. loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. 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 So I, I, that really pissed me off that that they were including stories of people who, in my opinion, are not victims. Yes, they took part willingly. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was also an yeah. interview I saw. I think there were two girls. 
they, you know, um, their parents were looking for them. Their parents were talking about how Kelly kidnapped them and put them in his mm. house and whatnot. And the girls actually came out and they said, we weren't kidnapped. We just wanted to stay there. Again, I don't know if they were coerced into doing this. I don't know. I'm just saying mm. what I saw. But it goes back to the point you make. A lot of those girls actually wanted to be there. Yeah. The, again, adults. They wanted to be there. So, yeah, man, it's not always as clear-cut. Don't get it twisted. A lot of people are disgusting people. We're just talking about mm-hmm. these small segments where you're like, well... These girls wanted to be there. They wanted to do this. They could have left. They chose not to leave. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't take away yeah. from the fact that hideous, despicable, grotesque human beings. Before a lot, yeah. a lot of you sensitive people listen to this, get caught up in whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that's how, that's, that's, that's how we feel on that. And then mm-hmm. you talking about Burner Boy and, you know, Nigerian music industry. We go and mm-hmm. talk about all that. Music in Nigeria. I'll be the scene, the vibe. I'll be honest, I don't listen to a lot of all that music in Nigeria. I don't think Jesus, how could you? Um, wow, I say that. Wow, I think my first introduction, my introduction into it was originally known as Aussie B. Mm. Santi. Santino. I couldn't explain the sound because a lot, mm. even a lot of people don't know what Alter is. Alter is just alternative music. That's all it is. That's all it all is. Mm. Um, I couldn't explain the sound, but it was it was definitely captivating. This is mm-hmm. Santi sound because you couldn't put your finger on it, but it just went through you. It was just it was great. It was phenomenal, you know. But again, yeah. I stress Santi. Aussie B. I'm not saying anyone else. Santio. <laughs> so it was phenomenal. And then over the years, a couple of other artists started to pop out. Um, you have um, um but no, how, how can I forget? Remind me of their names, please. Because you're more do you know um, more of them than me? There's uh, there's Odunsi. Yes, Odunsi. Okay. Yes, yeah. You have and I remember I listened to his music and in there, but honestly, it was just so far left. Mm. But, but again, that's what alternative music is. So I can appreciate that. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's trash. I think that would be very, yeah. very silly for me to say. But I didn't, I didn't, I personally didn't like it. I, no. And then, but there's some artists I like, Omale. Oh, that's a that's my G. Ridiculous artist, just ridiculous. I know you don't like that word, but even you have to accept it. It's a vibe. That project <laughs> is a vibe. My yeah, God, he's, he's very talented. Very, very. What? Absolutely phenomenal. Then, who else do you have? You have um, Lady Dunley. I don't like her music, to be honest. Lady, lady I wasn't going to say I like her music. I'm just saying who you have. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say who you have. Man, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really a fan of the genre. I'm really, mm. I'm, I'm really not. But occasionally, you have people I do like. Again, like I've stressed, 
Aussie B, Lady Dunley, um, Wavy the Creator. Again, these, I don't really listen to these people, so I'm not going to say much about them. Mm. Boya Omale, phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal. I know there's someone else I'm missing, but again, this is not really my field. So, yeah. Yeah, but speaking on, will it get big? Will it, so is it something that can actually succeed in mm. Nigeria and then transcend Nigeria? What I'll say is this. Of course, of course, the music can definitely transcend Nigeria, America. Like I've said, Santi's music is quality, but again, it has to be top, top quality. And I'm going to be very honest. A lot of mm. these artists that pop out, a lot of you, a lot of you are trash. A lot of you. <laughs> That's the absolute truth. I don't know if people see this genre of music as easier to step into because mm. a lot of you don't know how to rap. A lot of you mm-hmm. don't know how to sing. So you just... Bish bash bosh, vibe, mumble mm-hmm. on a track, get a producer to give you a basic sound, and then alter. Ah, man, I it's like anything, it just has to be absolutely incredible. With this genre, there isn't any room for mediocrity. Mm. it has to be top top quality you can't like how you can with hip hop and rap you can have a very a very okay song you know okay beats but there's a way there's a way you push it it'll, it'll blow we've seen it a lot mm-hmm. of times but with this genre from my point of view it has to be top top quality. The production has to be perfect. And mm. when I look at someone like Santi, with the songs I like, it's top top quality production. It's just yeah. it's, it it it's perfect. So that, that's really for me. If it can transcend in Nigeria, yes, it can. It has to be top quality. Will it? I don't. I I personally think this phase will pass, like a lot of mm. things do. I think it'll pass. That's. That's me. This is more, you're more, no, you have more knowledge when it comes to this genre. So, this is your field, man. <laughs> Let it rip. Okay. All right. So let's start with a little definition, shall we? Yes. Um, so, just so, just so people are on the same page. So, Altair, this is one of the definitions given for this subgenre. So, it says Altair comprises a diverse range of styles, sometimes drawing on dancehall, indie, R&B, and more. Mm. Uniting the artists is a mutual desire to experiment with genres, strong visual storytelling, and quirky fashion sense. Quirky. (laughs) That's what we're going to call it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that's just a nice little definition for people who are still still unsure of what the hell we were talking about when we said Alter. So my thoughts on Alter music. Um, so like you said, I listen to a lot more of it than you do. Mm-hmm. And I think I think um I think it's been very, very good for Nigerian music to break out of that 
Bangolo era. One thousand percent. Yes. You know, you, you know, you know the era I'm talking about. Like the era gave us some great records. You know, that Mohit era, Shaky Bombom, Shaky Bombom, Maintain. You know, you yeah. ah, come on. Yeah. That disco era when they were at their peak. Sure. You yes. know, I get that. But yeah. Nigerian music definitely needed some new blood, some new energy. It was it was becoming so stale. Mm. So I think like the emergence of Altair was very, very much needed. And you've seen you've seen quite a few people, if not entirely blow up from the Altair space, at least they've had singles that have blown up. Like you're seeing how big someone like Thames is becoming. Um, yes, yes. Especially yes, when yes, you broke yes. out with, with my record, Try Me. You know, I remember when Nonso Amadi came out with Tonight, and that was a huge record. Mm. Like, it was just very, very nice, beautiful you new sound for sorry, the Nigerian Sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Sorry to cut your box. So, you're trying to tell me Nonso Amadi was Alter? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. But you see, this is what's funny because that song to me doesn't sound Alter. That song, maybe because it was so good, I didn't see it as a mm. genre. Maybe, nay. Mm. Oh, sorry, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you've had some people cut through with, with big records, even though the Altair sound is not what is dominating Nigerian radio yet. But generally, I've been very welcoming of the sound, the trend, because I, I think it's been good for Nigerian music to develop more than one sound. Mm. Um, I also think that... If you actually look at mainstream Nigerian music, you see the influence that Alter fashion and Alter the movement has had on mainstream Nigerian music. So when you when you think about things like this, the trend for the last five years, where you see everybody dyeing their hair. You're right. You're everybody, right. remember right. when when Wizkid dyed his hair blonde. You know, that is yeah. that is quintessential Alter fashion. Like, <laughs> Alter people, they love dyeing their hair. In fact, if they don't do it, they feel like they're not yeah. initiated properly. Yeah. Right? Then, you, I mean, then if you actually listen, not just the fashion as well, if you listen to WizKids' new stuff, oh, WizKids' new music, 1, I would argue it's hugely influenced by the Alter movement. Nigga, you're hugely. Con you're converting me. You know, you have some very solid points here. Let me readjust myself. <laughs> you're actually very right when you think about it. Yes, definitely. His new album, yeah. his, the most current album, definitely is heavily influenced by Alter. Heavily, mm -hmm. heavily, yes. And you know, to the extent where he's even he even pays homage to some of these alter acts by bringing them on his songs. He worked with uh, Te Iwa on on one of the songs. On um, he he worked with um, Thames on Essence, which is like like one of the best songs to come out of Nigeria in the last five years, man. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. so, you're definitely seeing the influence. You're seeing how it's changing the landscape. Even MI in the last few years, but this is a different example. Mm -hmm. MI started working heavily with, you know, he had he put out a mixtape where he, he had a dope song with with um with Santi on his album. He had he had Odunsi. He was strongly embracing that new youthful movement. Mm. You know? And then of course you see people like Faust who are regularly collaborating with with mm -hmm. alter artists so it's very much part of the mainstream nigerian music scene now and i think mm -hmm. generally it's been very very good you're actually right yeah heavy influences yeah. Mm. yeah so you can you can really see 
the Altair blueprints in a lot of mainstream Nigerian music nowadays. And I think overall it's been it's been very, very good for the scene. Very, very good. Um in terms of downsides though, because there are there are a few. Um I have noticed that as Altair music has become more popular, you've seen more and more people wanting to make music and also wanting to make that kind of music, especially when That's they have my point. Yes. Everyone, or if not everyone, but too many people think that being Altair and being about that Altair lifestyle is about cross-dressing, is about mm -hmm. wearing, having a man wearing a crop top, about getting a nipple piercing. Looking, looking like idiots. Looking like looking idiots. And it's getting to a point where the word Altair is everything but good music. It's getting yes. to that. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's becoming style over substance. Mm -hmm. where artists come out nowadays and if you look at the way they present themselves gorgeous visuals they go they spend an obscene amount you know getting professional headshots and interesting photo shoots in strange places mm -hmm. they have excellent music videos maybe the production on their songs is even fantastic but you listen to the music itself and it's garbage it's garbage they have nothing to say have nothing to offer everything but the actual music is good mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. nothing to offer like you listen to the lyrics it's it's not it's nonsensical you listen to the the way their songs are generic nonsense it's garbage yeah right so I it's, think, it's I think, sorry sorry Corey, but i think that's definitely what's tainted my view Mm. maybe because i've not really sat down to fully digest and you know do my homework when it mm. comes in, in regards to these artists, because what you've said, the bad side is what I've seen. That's pretty much been my introduction. Because when people say Alter, the first thing that pops in my head isn't the music; mm. it's the other antics, the fashion, yeah. the acting and looking ridiculous, mm -hmm. and, um, effectively peacocking to stand out. Yes, and then when I now okay, let me listen to the music because this person is everywhere on my gram. I'm seeing you, as you said, the photo shoot, everything. And I listen to the music, I'm like, that's it? Mm -hmm. like, that's it? So I think that's definitely what's tainted my view when we talk about this genre. And that's why I'm like, mm. but you saying, you know what, it does actually have a place because you look at the whiskey and, you, and you've mentioned certain people and I didn't even know they were altered because mm -hmm. I just thought this was just high quality music that was... Uh, <laughs> worldwide like it transcends yeah. afrobeat it transcends nigeria i didn't see it as old mm -hmm. but yeah interesting yeah so i mean again i just have to come on that point because it, it can't get to a place where everything you're putting out is garbage and you're becoming so obsessed with your self-image that the only way you're able to sustain that buzz is by looking crazy yeah. It, it can't it can't it can't be that now where where you know you want to generate controversy and outrage you know and you don't do it by making you know beautiful interesting thought-provoking music now nah, you want to you know take a picture of yourself in a dustbin and, and then put it put a caption that says everyone says i'm trash 
I'm sorry, I can't get with this genre. I'm sorry, I just can't. Man, because this bu- these bullshit antics, I see. I'm just, I'm sorry, I can't. I like, man, it's god damn. Because what you said is true. I've seen weird pictures, and then when you see the caption attached to you, you're like, really, nigga? Mm-hmm. Really? And look, I don't care how any of you guys take this. A lot of you alternate people here. Yeah? Does it come with a contract where it looks like you've not had a shower in two weeks? <laughs> it's part of the look. Wearing pajamas. Like a, lot look, a lot of you look very dirty. Like, really dirty. Yeah, it's actually really nasty. And I'm like, some of some of you are on coke. You know, I'm not judging, but I know I, the telltale yeah, signs are there. Yeah, I know. it's there. You can't be, you, you, you cannot be 100% sane. And you're moving around <laughs> like this in the streets. I'm sorry. You, know, you can't. You know, it's cool. It's cool. It is like, what it is. I've, I'm on your page and, you know, I, your entire Instagram looks like a rave party. Bright colors, green hair, wearing orange trousers with a bright, bright blue shirt. But one sock is gray. The other sock is yellow. And then you're sticking out your tongue and your tongue is green. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is too much. <laughs> But you know, but you know the funny thing is when I think about it, you know, what you've described, mm. this this actually isn't new. I say no, it is no, no, new. no, 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 no. What? Listen, I say this new because the way they're dressing, the way they're acting, bro, that's gothic music. That oh, those, yeah, yeah, those yeah, are yeah. goths. <laughs> The strange oh, yeah. fashion, this, the makeup, the attires, the crop top, just doing whatever to stand out and look completely different to everybody. That's 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 what Goth did. Goth did that. Oh yeah, like I mean, a lot of what they do is basically like paying homage to maybe '90s Nollywood movies yeah. and '90s yeah, and yeah. '80s fashion sense and all that stuff. So like, it's definitely not new. No idea is original. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's definitely strange for the modern scene. That's why mm-hmm. they're standing out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So um, to the question of will it ever take over, to be honest with you, I don't think so. Um, and simply mm-hmm. because, and by takeover, I mean take over the Nigerian music scene. I think alter yes. music is far, far, far more likely to become mainstream or to, to become lucrative outside of Nigeria than in Nigeria, funny enough. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I feel I feel like Santi is Santi, for example, whose music I really like. He's he's someone who is far more likely, in my opinion, to be charting on US Billboard than he is to have the biggest song in Nigeria. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. And you can see that he's not based here. No. He's no, he doesn't, Nigeria. he doesn't. Speak, he's not speaking to Nigerians. People, people even call his his hilarious and nonsensical lyrics Santanese. You, you don't even know what he's saying, but you just know it there, sounds amazing. There you go. It's not definitely. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Continue. Yeah. So, and I think the reason why Alter music will never take over the Nigerian music scene is simply because the majority of Nigerians who listen to music are not pretentious. Yep educated in British public school or American or Canadian school teenagers. The majority of people who listen to Nigerian music, they were, they were born and raised here. They're bus drivers. They're, 
the, the working class people. Like they want, they want to hear Yoruba. They want to hear music. Yes. They want to hear Mohit, Olami, Day, they, they like that, you know, that, they yeah. like songs that are rooted in, you know, their own tradition, something they can identify yeah. with. That rough sound, that's catchy, you know, melodic Yoruba, all that stuff. Which is why, for example, if you notice WizKid's album, which is his most heavily alter influenced body of work, WizKid's album is it was getting, hated. it was, and it's it's getting rave reviews everywhere but Nigeria. But Nigeria, yes, yes. It, since it was released, I don't. Aside from maybe, and I don't even know if this is true for this song. Aside from maybe Ginger with Burner Boy, there's no other song on the album that is even close to being a hit in Nigeria. Yeah, I but, remember when the song. Yeah. I remember when the album came out. The, I told you I was like, "Bro, I really like Whiskey's album. It's very grown, very mature, very mm-hmm. the the sound. Again, the sound transcends Nigeria." But I said. I can understand why Nigerians don't like it. Mm. Because Nigerians fell in love with Whiskey because of Superstar. That uh-huh. was a full-on Niger speaking Yoruba. Yep. And then he's gone completely international. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. They're like, ah, this Whiskey, the songs are too slow, saxophone on every record, collaborating mm. with these weird R&B acts, you know, mm. these Jamaicans, you know, High life influence songs, like what? What? Where am I supposed to play this? How am I supposed to react to this? And the world absolutely loves that album. Rave reviews everywhere. It's been yeah. charting internationally for like <laughs> for like twenty weeks or something. Something ridiculous. Yes, yes. It's doing Heavy. so so well. That album's incredible. It's incredible. Incredible. It gets it's better. Absolutely. Actually, it is. It's incredible. My God. It is. It, it's. You know when you say you see growth in someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No better. No better example. That yeah. Whiskey's growth has been ridiculous, and that album perfectly explains it. Mm-hmm. Because when I heard Whiskey's album was coming out, I did not think it would be anything like it was. <laughs> but I put on my headphones and I listened. And I was like. Oh wow! Like mm-hmm. this is high quality music. Yeah, proper, proper. It's something you can just leave on on repeat for the whole day. That album. That's okay. Just get on with your day and leave it playing. But like you said, it won't blow up in Nigeria Mm-mm. because Nigerians care not for that sound. When it comes to how we process music in this country, we're very simple. Yes. We don't like anything complex. We don't like... And this is exactly why... And it hurts me to say this. MI never reached the point he was meant to reach. Mm. Because the rapping was incredible. Everyone's like, oh my God, wow, he did rap, he did rap. But I can't really bump it in the club. I can't really chill and just play a song like that. And he dropped off. He tried to give it to us again. Everyone, everyone had moved on to the Giddy Bang Bang or Yagodando. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. just how we, that's just how we process music. So 
I, I completely agree with you. And that's why I believe Hotel Music because, like I've said, it, for it to blow, mm. it has to be really high quality music. But with what you've said, Nigerians don't care for that. No. It, it can be the highest quality, but you're not speaking Yoruba or Igbo. Like, you're not telling me to go down low, giddy bang bang. You're not, mm-hmm. you know, you're not, you're not talking that talk I can relate to. I don't even understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And the honest truth is, like, like you said, Nigerian consumers are very, very simple. Nigerians yeah. love club records. It's really 1, that simple. Though. It's 1, that simple. One thousand percent. 1000%. You cannot be sorry, carry on, carry on. You cannot be a huge artist on Nigerian radio and consistently make songs that are not club records. It's not possible. Mm. You have to, you have to adapt. PR, look at the biggest songs right now. Have you heard uh, Fino Highway? Come on, man, my able brother. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Like, Come those on. are the kind of records Nigerians like, they want to move. Yeah. And Altair songs, a lot of them are very mid-tempo, lo-fi, you know, that just they just have, have a nice groove to it. Yeah. That's 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 like a very key characteristic of Altair music. It's very rare to find an Altair song that is an outright club song, club banger. It's, it's rare, rare, man. It's rare, bro. Altair music, you just want to sit down, probably, you know, have a fucking cocaine rave. <laughs> <laughs> Sniff a couple of lines with red, yellow, green lights flashing in the background. That's it, man. But you use the, I like what you said. These are very good example. They want club bangers, and that's why David Doe has been on a hell of a run. That's it. David Doe has said, I will give you nothing but club bangers, at least 90% of my album. Mm hmm. Something you can bump in the club. It doesn't matter what lyrics he's dropping. Forget that. I will make sure you can bump. In the do, you, club. do you think? Do you think Davido cares that you're calling his album disjointed, saying that it's not cohesive? He will ask you, "Should be there five records on there that are hits, Abby?" Then um, I've done my job. Um, uh, you can't tell Davido anything. You can't because his album. You look at his album. Joe, something fishy, holy ground, very mm-hmm. special, shopping spree, so crazy. Mm-hmm. These are all club bangers. Like, what do you want to say? <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, in actuality, we actually agree. It can't transcend. It just, it can't. It can't. The, the, it, it's the minority. That's all it is. And yeah, man, that kind of music we do not. We do not consume that kind of music in in masses. We just don't. Mm. Um, yeah, man. It's just, and again, I just don't believe there's enough quality when it comes to alter around for it to really make a significant jump. Because me, even not fully being immersed in that culture genre, you you gave a great example. When I hear Alter, all I'm thinking about is everything else but the music, the fashion, mm. the antics, the all that. And that actually masks the quality that is actually littered in there. But there's yeah. more trash. Mm-hmm. There's more trash than there is 
quality. So, yeah, man. Mm. You guys doing out there? I know you're vexed when you hear this, but that's your personal problem. <laughs> I care not, man. But a lot of you actually have. You, you got you you got to speak on him. You can't we can't talk about this and you not speak on him. Speak on Omale. Who me? Yes, I want you to speak on it because that album is phenomenal. Is it an EP? Makes it whatever you want to call it. Like ridiculous. I think. The, wow, the first, man. The guy is just. I don't even know how to describe him. To be honest, like everything, just all the boxes are just ticked. The yeah. production is superb. Whoever his producers are, whoever he works with, like they they have found a great sound for him and he's comfy. That's a word. Comfy. This guy yeah. sounds like he's singing with his bathroom slippers on. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the melodies he comes up with, man. Like Effortless. Effortless. Earworms just in your head all day. All day. And I think what? the thing the thing that makes the last one more thing, the thing that makes yeah. his music so powerful to me is that his projects are short. Four songs, yes. take it and go. Yes. It's yes. like he's yes. he's like, I'm yes. just going to give you a take take a hit of this drug, come back later. Yes. Smart. But that's who's ever involved in his team is a genius. Mm-hmm. That that's smart. Short but potent. That's all it is. When I was listening to this album, well, EP, what have we done? I was listening, I was just vibing to him and listening, and I was like, you know what? I don't know why, but he gives me black vibes. Yeah. <laughs> and as I was saying that, <laughs> they work together. Damn comes on with black. And I'm like, mm. of course. Bro, that song is perfection. <sighs> Bro, their synergy. Wow. And the funny thing is, I actually ran into him by mistake. I was like, you know, he Ooh, popped up Omale. on um, Omale. Yes, popped up on my oh, okay. music. And I just mm-hmm. clicked. And the first song I heard was Godly. Oh. I was like, <laughs> and like you said, the melodies are effortless. It just flows. Like, he flows so well, you think he should be a rapper. That's, that's, that's it, bro. That's, I'm so glad you said that. Like, it's so true. So, so true. He feels, his music sounds like he should be a rapper or he was a rapper or, you know, incredible. Then the next thing <laughs> I heard was, my baby. <laughs> I said, oh, I said, you know what? I think I need to listen to this whole repeat. Bro, I listened to it and I sat down in one sitting. I think I listened to it like 10 times. Yeah. I, I was like, my God, Christ. And that's what I'm seeing. High quality music. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. it's so good. I would say this doesn't sound like all time music to me or what I'm used to hearing by these other <laughs> artists. But it is. And most of them don't make this kind of music. They make gibberish. Yeah. But yeah, man. Yo, tell guys, and actually make high quality music. Shout out to you guys, man. 
<laughs> and, and a special thing about Omale as well is even though yet he's def he's either on the verge of Alte or definitely Alte, he has mm-hmm. songs working with mainstream like traditional Nigerian artists and he makes those songs sound incredible. He's an incredibly versatile artist. He has a record with Olamide that is insane. What's the name His of the song? On that I think song I know. Is- What's the name of the song? What's the name I, of the song? Is, is that the song? Is that the song on Olamide's project? Yes, it is. It is. Yes, I know the song you're talking about. I know the song you're talking about. Yeah. So he he's someone who can blend and just find his way, regardless of who he's working with, and just that just speaks to his talent level. And unfortunately, many of mm-hmm. these Alter people, I've noticed. I've noticed, unfortunately, when they step out of that comfort zone, when they try to do something else, when they're not working with that producer that they're comfortable with, they sound weird, man. When, they, when they're working with people who are not alter, they can't adapt. They can't adjust. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, the song you're talking about is called Infinity. Infinity. To yeah, infinity. That's the song you're talking about. Infinity. That's, oh, that's, that's a song. Jam. Yes. Yeah. 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 Omale, incredible artist, absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal. So, sticking on music, mm. your boy, your best friend, your guy. My best friend, wow. Drizzy Drake. Champagne, champagne Papi. I'm not, call, I'm not calling another Woo! man Papi, sorry. So, I wake up, I see Scary Hours 2. Drake, three songs. Boom. I listen to the cool. first song. Um, trash. I to the second song. Wow. I listen to the second song. I'm like, ooh. Hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to allow it, but Lil Baby bodied you on this Drake. But okay. <laughs> cool. Then listen to the third song. And this is funny. The first time I heard it, I was like, this Drake Ross collab was up. Some of the best collabs you ever hear in the music game, rap game, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, something's missing. I don't know what it is, but something's missing. Mm-hmm. It's because what made it even harder to listen was just before I listened to this, nights before I listened to Made Men. Oh, music. no. So I was like, something's missing. I don't know what it is, but something's not quite. So then I speak to you and I'm like, bro, what do you think? And then you go, that song sounded lazy. Mm. Like, yeah, something's off. Something's off. I can't put my finger, but something is missing. Mm-hmm. And then I go do whatever. In the nights, I listen to the whole thing again. And I actually like Lemon Pepper. Mm. Some girls are like, I don't know. I like it more. But what I would say is, it's definitely not one of their best. No, 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 no. And... And I have a slight feeling they knew the song wasn't that good. That's why they termed it Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how. what is a freestyle about it, but okay. Exactly. So, yeah, um, Scary Hours, it was very random. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if something leaked and they felt the need to drop this. Um, Weird. I don't know. You see... I don't like Drake's new flow. I've not liked Drake's new flow for a very long time. It's lazy. It's if 
I'll be honest with you, it's like a fly is buzzing around my ear, some whiny <laughs> bullshit. What? I've not... Uh, it's Drizzy Drake uh, himself? It's... it's mm. But uh, what I would say is what what's next is... I didn't like it. Ooh. However, wants, wants and needs with Lil Baby? Boy. That's my song, go. Boy. Like, I was in Drake. I'm like, oh, Drake, so what are you saying? Oh, cute, cute. Ooh, okay. <laughs> then Lil Baby came in and whoa. Whoa. Mm. Lil Baby is weird because the times Lil Baby can actually rap. <laughs> and the times Lil Baby actually, he spits, he spits, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of But this, I would like to know the setup for this song. I, mm. Was it sent over? Were they in the studio together? Because if they were in the studio together, I refuse to believe Drake would have just accepted this <laughs> and not redone his whole verse. I don't know. But this song, Lil Baby Destroys Drake. Yes, I said it, people. Lil Baby mm. Destroys Drake. And mm. you know, it's, it's a cute little EP. You know, it's cute. I, I guess. But does this make me look forward to the album? Whenever that may be, honestly, not really. To be honest, I stopped looking forward to Drake albums a long while ago. Mm. But the Lover yeah. Boy, it's oh no, man, I've really been off Drake for a while. So don't get it. A couple of times he does drop a couple of tunes that are hard hitting, but mm, not really. So what did you think of this three pack by Drizzy? Cool. Yeah, um, I found out about this three-pack from you, actually. I had no idea he was putting anything out. You just sent me a message saying, oh, you know, new Drake, Rick Ross record, new Drake, EP, whatever. Mm. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, let me go listen to it. Was I excited? Was I running to my Apple Music to go listen? No, to be honest. Um, Like you, over the years, I've soured on Drake Mm. a bit. Um, And the reason is... I feel like when I listen to Drake nowadays, at least for the last three, maybe four years, in fact, Drake Mm. sounds bored. He sounds like he's not being challenged anymore. Everything is too easy for him. Anything he puts out, it works. It heads straight to number one. Music is not trying to conquer. He has nothing to prove. He said this that he doesn't have much to prove you know he's, he's certified he's put up his numbers permanently yeah nah. and you can i can, you can tell a lot of the things drake says nowadays when he's rapping he said before and he said better yes one thousand percent one thousand percent yeah no, he will tell you about, you know, the amount of women on his case, the women he has left, tell you about how, you know, he's he's dodging these ops and still putting up numbers. Oh, he's he built an even bigger <laughs> mansion. Like he's Drake, you've told me all this before. Yeah. What else? What's next? Like yeah. like no pun intended. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, not being challenged. You know, what, not being challenged you know, again. Excited, but you know, I gave it a listen, and um, you know, I I I liked it at least the first two songs. You know, I I like what's next. I like the fact that he's for the almost distorted sounding beats. I thought it was it was a nice change of pace from the soft shit he normally raps over. 
So I thought that was okay. cool. I thought, nice. I thought, you know, I thought the energy of the flow was getting me hype and stuff. Like, not an amazing song, not mind-blowing, but, you know, pretty decent. I liked it. It's a song, if mm-hmm. I hear it, I'll start acting a fool, especially if I have, if I've had a few too many shots. And then mm. the song with uh, Lil Baby comes on, and I love that record, Wants and Needs. Like, hard. hard. That song, oh, man. Whew. Drake's Drake's hook oh. on that song, I love it. And then when the way Lil Baby yeah, enters, yeah. packs that song, I'm like, yo, bro, oh, bro, Lil Baby came, he came for it. This dude was just flowing, he was just going. And I don't even like Lil Baby. Like, I don't, for me, Lil Baby has a very annoying voice to me. Yes. Like, very yeah. whiny. Okay. The way you said, um, when Drake raps, it sounds like a fly is buzzing in your yes. ear. I get that vibe from Lil Baby. <laughs> Lil Baby does that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are you whining about? Just talk normally. Why are you sounding so weird? But yeah, I really enjoyed his performance on there. And then, funny enough, Lemon Pepper Freestyle was my least favorite song of, of the trio. Mm-hmm. Simply because I'm holding Drake and Rick Ross to a much higher standard than that, man. Understandable understandable come on man you yeah. guys you guys made stay scheming what are we talking about understandable you <laughs> made aston martin music what <laughs> are we come on diced pineapples really even my more recent song that is hard with him and ross money in the grave <laughs> come on man this is not it especially especially from Ross. Like, I was so disappointed. Ross's verse was really lazy. Mm-hmm. Super lazy. So phoned in, man. Yeah. Like, he was just, I felt like he was just chilling. He was counting money before he recorded that verse. He just, like, didn't give a shit. He was chilling in the back of the back, bro. That's all he was doing. Bro. Chilling so in the back there. of the back. And then yeah. Drake, then Drake's verse, you know, he was name-dropping some Habibis, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this shit <laughs> anything for me he's such a light skin oh my god <laughs> oh drizzy yeah so i guess there's an album coming soon um yeah i guess does this make me more hyped like i said not really not really when drake's album, yes i'll listen to it i'll pick a couple of songs i like and delete the rest and keep it pushing like i've done for the last four or five years <laughs> um yeah, so that's but you see, I don't want us to end. I want us to talk about this person you put me on. Ooh. This but I do not know how to pronounce his name, so you are going to lead the way here. Ah me, me I'm not even sure. Sometimes I say Jivion, sometimes sometimes I say Givion, but something Vion yeah, with a G. Givion, Givion, Givion. Take time. Mm. Bro, it is absolutely phenomenal. Yep. Again, a short project, eight songs. That's it, though. That's it. The, the intro, the first song, The Beach. My God. <clears throat> Favorite mistake. This ain't love. <clears throat> Heartbreak. Bro. Oh, man. I can't even describe his music. I can't. It, pff, 
how the music got me. I just put it on. I was listening to it, bro. It was so good. I didn't realize I was on track eight. Mm-hmm. That's like, it. I was like, wait, what? Proper R and B and so, and I'm so happy that we're gradually, even though very slowly, rolling back to actually having that genre R and B because over a stretch, we've pretty much just had hip hop, rap, and that's pretty much it. Everything is pretty mashed in. We've not had that clear definition for a while. The person that has, you know, somewhat kept it moving is Chris Brown to a certain extent. Because mm. his but even, even Chris Brown, Chris Brown started rapping. Ex- exactly. That's what I'm saying. But there's not been that clear definition. And bro, you know the vibes he gives me? Donald Jones. Oh jeez. Donald Jones, those are the vibes he gives me. No, absolutely phenomenal. This album, bro, like I will never forget his voice on Drake's what's the song called? Mm-hmm. Uh Chicago Freestyle. Yes. You see, his voice was so pure, I was sure it was a sample. I Same. was so sure Same. this this I was like, this must be a sample from one song. I don't know. Yeah. And, and to then find out it's this, nah, phenomenal, bro. Absolutely phenomenal. So thank you for putting me on this. I'm going to jam this tonight, but I'm going to pour me a nice glass of Martel. Enjoy. This guy's and, drinking Martel more and more. Bro, I see this, this, this guy got a secret on endorsement deal of people. Watch out. He sold out to Bro, Bama has across a bag of money, man. You know, what's what about it? Altair. Very soon, you're going to see me in my mosquito net singlets. <laughs> I'm going to dye my hair green. Some bullshit like that. But, uh, phenomenal album. But before we end, I threw out, you know, questions to our listeners. I said, you know, what would you guys like to ask us? Ooh. So they sent a couple of questions. So we're just going to do one today. Next episode, we'll do another one. And this is very interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So someone asked, would, would you date your ex-friend, let's say an ex from four years ago, but you didn't mm. know that the person is or was friends with your ex when you started talking? Mm. Go on. Yes, I would. I have no allegiance to you. Simple. Your friends, your friends with my ex, as in someone I broke up with. Not that, not that you, you used to date like my best friend, who is a guy. You're, mm-hmm. you're friends with someone who I used to date, and the relationship is over. And I like you. Why the hell yeah. won't I date you? What's wrong? But you see, it is what? because she she goes, but you didn't know that the person is was friends. So exactly it makes it even you easier. So I'm covered. Exactly. It's a simple thing. There's no there's no long thing about it. Like I find out about I'm already invested, like it's cool. I don't I don't there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean it's not like I'm not friends with my ex currently, right? Like we have no, no attachment. Your ex, why would you be friends so, with your ex anyways? Some some people are funny enough. That's a that's a topic for another day. It's not something I've been able to do, but some people weirdly 
are friends with their exes and i've always found it strange but hey man you guys are whatever you guys, are, you guys are stronger than i am why am i friends with my ex? as far as concerned, i've never had an ex so there's that <laughs> yeah but yeah so the question is very simple so the person that sends in this question i hope you're listening there's nothing wrong with it yes if you're there's having actually, if you're having conflicting feelings maybe maybe you want to you want to body bag that person who is who used to date your ex please go ahead or go right ahead you owe that you owe them absolutely nothing go call them up tonight and fuck them right now do what you need to do then that now ties in perfectly to this question it says is it insensitive to be with a man who already happens to be in a relationship a girl asks this insensitive that's a weird word what do you mean by be with a man to be with a man who already you? Mm. who already happens like, to like what, what kind of weasel words are those <laughs> if you're a side chick like put it say it with your chest which one is insensitive to be with a man who already has someone what does that mean look i don't know if she's a side chick or she's catchy or she's caught feelings for this guy like i don't know but i mean I don't think the word is insensitive. I just think it's it's messy and a bit unethical. Why would you want to be with someone who is already dating someone else? Especially okay. if do you like do you like like the person? Do you want to be in a relationship with them? Mm. I don't. It seems like a weird way to okay. start off. This is like a, I mean I I get it happens though, but I'm, yeah. it's not an ideal. It's not an ideal. Morally, it's very wrong. But this is what I'll say. You do not owe his partner anything. Simple. Mm. You can fuck him if you want. You can wife him. You can do whatever. Because you do not owe the other woman anything. He'll be like, oh, but that's wrong. Yes, it's wrong. But where the problem lies is the guy is entertaining this. The guy Mm. that's in a relationship. You're not in a relationship. The guy that's in a relationship is giving you play giving mm. you attention, is treating you whatever, treating you well. So is it insensitive? Um, no. Is it wrong? Yes. Um, but honestly, you're single. You, the girl, you're single. If, but you see, this is where it now gets funny because if you're now, if the guy now leaves his now, his girlfriend... To now possibly date you, I always say, you see, that same thing might now happen to you because karma can be a bitch. That's the truth. It's possible, you know. But is it insensitive? No, insensitive is not the right word. I always say, Mm. when someone's in a relationship, the person they're cheating with, I never really blame that person. Because mm. that person is single. That person does not owe me anything. They can do whatever they want to do. Is it right? Of course not. But the person you should have a problem with is the person you're dating. Because, hey, if they're not giving that person attention, this thing doesn't exist at all. Mm. So, yeah. That's all we that's, that's um, feel on it. Yeah. Yeah, I would just say, I would just say just generally, um, obviously life is messy and things like like things like this happen Mm. but i would just say if you find yourself 
either in that situation or you're about to be in that situation, just just try just be careful. It's yeah. That kind that kind of that kind of situation it can get it can get messy real, real quick. You can find yourself <laughs> like getting beaten by the person's significant other because yes. you know they're taking it out on you and you know you're in the middle of a terrible love triangle and yes. It's, it's just it's just not it's the messy. Best. It's, you it's can messy. avoid it. It's messy. It's messy. Go for yeah. just, just go for single people. It's easier. <laughs> To be honest, it is a good thing. I have seen cases where the girlfriend or the wife will find you and throw acid on your face. It's not a joke. Yo, it's not a joke. This shit happens. A lot of you ladies need to stop putting yourself in these positions. Because for you to ask, is it insensitive? You know what you're doing is foul. Yeah, you do. You know what you're doing is foul. You might just be looking for me to maybe give you some type of justification to make you feel better. What you're doing is foul. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Because when I see stuff like this, it makes me laugh because tomorrow I go on the gram and I hear women talking about female empowerment and also women sticking together. Even though Probably. I always say that's one of the biggest cock and bull stories out there. <laughs> women sticking together, women supporting women, women's empowerment, blah, blah, blah. So, Aren't mm. you meant to be supporting your fellow woman? So why are you fucking her man? You know, <laughs> are you doing that? Come on. But yeah, hey, we're all adults. We're all flawed. So yeah, hopefully we've answered your question. And guys, please send more if you would like a truthful, unfiltered answer because we're not here to stroke your ego. We will tell you as it is. If you're a foul human being, mm-hmm. who will tell you you're a foul human being? Only thing mm-hmm. is, we're not going to mention your name, but you know who you are. No, no need. Yeah, but anyway, so Brody, how would you like to end this episode? Hmm. I'd like to end it on the, on the topic we just finished mm-hmm. by making a clarification. Uh-huh. If the person you like or the person you're messing with is married to me, or that's a whole different ball game. Don't do it. And absolutely, in that instance, in my opinion, you share some blame. Don't go and enter a married situation. Marriage is a whole fucking different ball game. That's something I take seriously. Don't fucking interrupt mm-hmm. someone else's mm-hmm. marriage. Don't be involved with a married guy yes. for any reason. Yes. Any reason. Especially because... There might be kids involved. There might not, man. No, no, no. No, that's not destroying their life. Yeah. How? Let let the guy go fuck up with someone else. Don't be involved in that shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. That's a no, no. We don't do that. Um, I'd like to end this way. It's very nice, short, and simple. Racism exists. Stop acting surprised. And one more thing, racism exists. White people, stop telling us how to react in racist situations. (laughs) Chicken. Anyway, Brody, thank you. Been a phenomenal episode. Yep. Take it easy. We look forward to football this weekend. And that's it. Oh, God. (laughs) Take it easy, bro. Thanks, man. All right, bro. Yep.